0: Good morning, everyone. This is Judith a. Hope. You're listening to My Love. Welcome. Um, you know, this astral world Travis Scott thing has been a big topic for me. Turns out they say that no one was uh, injected with drugs, although I don't believe that. But, sure, I recognize, I know how this process works. They can only say what they can say. Um... Uh, as they do an investigation, and I understand that. But one mother was on uh, TikTok, and she was very concerned because her kids said that they were just passing around crazy drugs, which I realize you don't have to be injected for that, but I think kids were passing around drugs to each other, and fentanyl was in some of it. Because how else can you explain so many people having cardiac events? Had to be bad drugs. So... We'll find out what's going on there. I still think it's weird to bring your kids to something like that. Uh, and I still think it's weird that he pretends, the artist pretended like he didn't really know it was that many people dead. Apparently he went to TGI Fridays or somewhere afterwards, Applebee's, someplace kind of regular. And uh, him and that Jenner girl were just having dinner and didn't realize eight people were dead that we know of. I cannot believe it was only eight people. When you listen to the stories of the people who were there, it sounds like it was way more than eight people that possibly perished. So anyway, that's that. Um, Had a bad dementia day yesterday. I mean, it's just getting worse. And so what I would like to express to people is, please start saving your pennies now. You know, put your money towards, maybe there's some sort of family mutual fund people can contribute to, you know, because... The cost of this care is skyrocketing. I can't imagine what it's going to be in 10 years. If it costs fifty to $60,000 a year now, what's it going to be in 10 years? You know, when we have millions upon millions upon millions of more people needing memory care. Um, and people are interested in preventive care. You know, the best way to sheathe yourself from it is to, to not get diabetes and to really manage your high blood pressure, maybe try to get rid of your high blood pressure, because uh, my research this year has proven that um, uh, some, that sometimes, in a lot of cases, high blood pressure, and I don't want to come off like a doctor, that's why I'm trying to be very judicious with my words. Judicious would be my rap name, F or high. um. That high blood pressure can be a symptom, but it's never treated as a symptom. It's treated as you have high blood pressure, here are these pills, right? And you can, like diabetes, you can get off the medication. Uh, I have found that to be a little trickier. Um, my medication has been dr- drastically lowered than what they started me on. But, uh, you know, there's just a lot of other factors that go into... Um, your blood pressure but yeah it can be healed and it i think blood pressure is a symptom of a metabolic issue like uh, insulin resistance which is the gateway to diabetes so uh do your own research don't stop taking your meds but pay attention to how you can heal your body And it's going to save your brain. It really is. Because I'm telling you, there's probably not much sadder than watching someone literally lose their mind. And I don't mean like going crazy, like, ah, and fighting or screaming. But to watch someone lose their mind and their thoughts and their memories and then these weird fits and tantrums when you bring it to their attention... I, this is something, I don't know, I'm ready to not be a caregiver, I know that, but it is really sad. So, you know, if you are a caregiver like me, the weird part about it is you got to leave enough runway to be sad, because you're constantly busy. It's it's like having a child that knows they're not a child. Because you see, there's a point with your child that you can say, hey, I said get in the bed, and they go get in the bed. But when you're dealing with a dementia patient who doesn't necessarily embrace or acknowledge their dementia and they have already had like this kind of controlling, weird personality, when you say, Hey, get in the bed, it's like, You can't tell me what to do. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that in the last three or four months. You can't tell me what to do. I have to tell you what to do. You don't know what you're doing. Your judgment is impaired. And then, so yesterday, for example, she came in the room and she asked me a question about, I know my memory is bad. And she started asking me all these questions. So then I started to explain, you know, and then the car comes up. Well, why can't I drive? You said I can't drive and I can drive. And I was like, you can't drive because of all the stuff I just explained about your memory. I think you just be putting stuff off on me. And I, and I, and I was like, look, you came in here to ask me a question. I didn't come up there to ask you shit. So go sit down, you know, and it's like I know that's probably not the right thing, but it's like your patience just gets completely drained because this person becomes combative. They don't want to listen. And um, I mean, my mom is just super stubborn, a legendary stubbornness and uh, always has been, you know, and who knows how long she's been struggling with with her memory and these issues because she was never going to let you in anyway she was never going to give up control she is a control freak and this is going to be hard on a lot of families it's hard on me but I know that I'm closer to getting a solution than not I know that I'm I'm I I know that I will not be the full-time caregiver much longer Uh, I know that I can't I physically can't I don't want to die trying to do this and um you know, when a narcissist gets dementia, watch out, baby. It is something. I don't know what it's like for other people's personalities, but this this has been awful. It really has. I think the last three years have been pretty bad. The last few months have been the worst. And, uh yeah, this is hard. And I'm not saying that for anybody to feel sorry for me. I'm saying if you have a, a parent... um, that's if you have parents that are alive and you know they're just cruising through about to hit their golden age golden years you better have a plan have a plan because me and my sister both felt blindsided by this because she my mom seemed like this would not be something that would hit her she was active she um you know, managed her weight really well. She never wanted to be big. So diabetes really kind of stayed at bay until I think she's borderline. And all of these things kind of happened when she ticked over 80. It got really, really bad because she was kind of vibrant and active in her 70s. It's no joke. The aging brain is no joke. Take it seriously. And like I said, I'm not saying any of this to for people to feel sorry for me. I'm saying this because I want you to have a plan. I don't want your family to be blindsided. I don't want someone to be um, stuck is not the right word, but I don't want someone to be stuck with caregiving duties. It's hard. And if you've got your own family and a career and business aspirations and dreams and goals and all this stuff that you're working on, guess what? This responsibility uh, keeps you from doing all of that. You know, you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. I mean, it's really hard. So, I'm advising people to have a plan for your family. Uh, I think that's about it, you know. Um and this is all with love. I love my mom, and I have put this off as long as I can because I don't want to put her somewhere where she will be hurt or harmed or mistreated, but I'm on top of everything. And um you know, But it's hard because I never thought that that's, you know, you get the power of attorney, do all of that. Just do all of it and do it with love and try to have a gracious heart. And I'm one of the most patient people I know. So when I'm done, it's really done. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, We'll see what the next chapter of the journey looks like. And I'll, of course, document it on here because why? Because this is what I do. It's mad love, baby. So anyway, I hope you have an amazing Veterans Day. Thank you to all the veterans who have served our country. I I appreciate you. I know that um, many people appreciate the opportunity to just be able to be in the world and, uh, you know, be safe. Keep all that out there, you know, and I appreciate that. So be well, be your best, and thank you again for listening. Nice surge of listenership here. Uh, we're well into the 50,000 download, which doesn't, if you're Joe Rogan, that's nothing, right? He does probably $50,000 in an hour. But for me, this is huge, because I haven't even really advertised this podcast. This is a word of mouth, groundswell type of thing. And I promise you, I'm going to grow it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do an NFT for of something. And I, you know, to commemorate this because you guys, this podcast is going to get big and you guys are the reason for it. And I appreciate it. Uh, It's going to get bigger. And you guys are the reason for that. And I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Be your best.